Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Camaro David, Commander Chris, and coming to you from our Turn It, Don't Burn It studios here in Portland. There's only a couple weeks left now until Christmas. And if you're griller, barbecuer, smoker, whatever you want to call them in your family, friend circle, hasn't got uh, checked off your Christmas list yet, well, today we're going to help you. We've got Chris Snodder and uh, Andy Blackfeather. Actually, his name's just Andy Black. Uh, they're both from the Grillwork Supply Company in Beaverton, Oregon. And we're going to be talking about some gifts that you can give these people. Also, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. You can check them out at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. And a little rock and roll Christmas music between breaks for you here. So, gentlemen, welcome. Good morning. Glad to be here. Well, I know. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. All right. So, first question is: Are you guys ready for Christmas? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, you yeah, don't even I'm, do Christmas, do you? Not much. You know, I, and when I do, I do the last minute stuff. So now I'm not ready. Yeah, you're usually meeting me in a parking lot somewhere, handing off some, you know, a non-descriptive brown bag to me or something, <laughs> so like that. All right. So let's get down to it. Um, Chris, you've worked the retail floors in these stores and uh, Grill Works now for quite a while, since its inception, I think. But um, when people come in and they really don't have an idea of what they want, but they know their brother, their uncle, their sister, cousin, whatever, friend, they like to cook outside. And that's about the as big of a description as they give you. Okay, so let's kind of break this down into some price ranges here. What are some good things that people can look at, say, under 25 or $30? Well, currently, if you're looking to be in that price range, we're loaded with good stuff. So there's the no-brainer kind of things that are easy, your spices, your rubs, and stuff like that. But we like to spend a little time and talk to the people, find out what they're cooking, mm-hmm. um, what they're uh what they're really trying to achieve on the grill, right? Uh, find that hot spot and then focus in on that. So currently what we have is uh, pizza has become really, really popular for us. Yeah. And uh, we've gone yeah. really deep uh, trying to feed that market too. So we have not only the pizza ovens, but uh, we've got the slicers. We've got, in fact, dough. We have sauces, um, everything you need. And we can help you get along that path to making the right pizza. And everybody likes pizza. Yeah, so the pizza stones, kind of describe those to, to people that are listening to this and have no idea even what we're talking about. We have a variety of different stones. There's uh, In the world of stones, there's good ones and there's better ones. Um, we try not to carry cheap ones. So what you right. want is just a nice uh, ceramic stone. And basically what you're doing is heating that thing up and uh, you're going to preheat that in the grill and get it nice and hot. Uh, something you don't wash, so it's something that'll season with time. So you try to hang on to them for a while. Sure. Uh, that's going to give you that nice crust on the bottom and make it pretty easy to be successful now do you well let me check something out i think i'm quick on this so the ceramic pizza stones and i'm familiar with those definitely right but the the alpha pizza ovens that we carry those have ceramic bases too correct so you could 
go commando, so to speak, and not use a pizza stone and just throw it in the pizza oven, you know, dough on ceramic. Well, that, there you go. That That is what you're trying to mimic with the pizza stone, is get that alpha stone floor experience. Right. Which you can use on a, you know, a hardwood, you know, a Kamado grill or something. Sure. Like Absolutely. So, you know, now, do you have pizza ovens, standalone pizza ovens? I've got a big selection right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. And how are those, how are those different? And what's the, kind of give us a price range on those, Chris. So uh, currently in my pizza ovens uh, from the Alpha line, which is going to be kind of a premiere in the in the world. Sure. Uh, you're going to range between uh, 11.99 and about 5,500 bucks. Uh, most of them are wood fired or charcoal, mm-hmm. um, and then we have some that are gas as well. So they're interesting and cute to look at, but they're very functional. We've demoed that a few times out in front of the store um, with great success. Well, I know Andy probably eats all your samples. He doesn't come around much at food time. Really? He's, he's mostly mornings. He's pr- well, the nice thing about these pizza ovens, too, is they're Italian. And so, you know, Italians are known for a couple things, fashion and engineering. And so they look really cool. And they blend into anyone's outdoor kitchen or, you know, whatever you want to do. Right. And, uh, and they, the end result is fantastic. What's, which one's better? I, you, I'm sure you have people ask you that. Which one's better, the wood fire, charcoal, gas? Which one? Um, and which one's the the most, and which one's the least as far as price range? The least expensive price range wise is going to be the uh, wood fired. Um, and I think to not just the purest, but kind of what I'm looking for in a pizza is that that experience, right? You want that flavor of the wood flavor, uh, wood fire on there. Um, they're simple to operate. Gas, of course, being faster you're turning a switch right and it's it, convenient i mean that's very much gas, so whether it be a gas grill or a gas right right and then the idea there's high heat right that's what we're cooking with but uh, adding that little bit of flavor with the wood certainly helps oh yeah yeah well um if my wife's listening i'd like one of those you should come on by yeah she should she should like that okay so um let's kick it up a little bit in that first topic we were talking about the hundred dollars uh for somebody that's grilling uh, a gift for them that they don't know and i would recommend and and pop in here anytime you want um if it's like somebody in your household go out and look at where they store their barbecue and their grilling stuff you know utensils whatever brushes that type of thing so you kind of got an idea a little bit of what they've got but then if you want to step it up a little bit and say 100 bucks 150 bucks what have you got for them so a simple thing that we see a lot of actually right now is uh, covers. So this time of year, of course, but the yeah. covers do wear out, uh, particularly if you're talking about a Traeger or a pellet grill. If you can figure out which grill they have, we can get a nice fresh cover for it. Um, of course, as you said, tools and utensils, we've got that covered pretty well as well. Yeah. Well, let's get, I know that uh, you're right on the, on the covers do wear out because m- most of my grills are undercover, but I still put the covers on them. But the ones that are kind of the furthest out, you might say get exposed to a little more weather. When you go to pull that thing off in the middle of winter, if you're using it, or maybe you haven't used it all winter and you pull it off in the spring, you can tell it starts to get a little threadbare, so to speak, in spots. Some of the seams are wearing out, you know, and you don't want to get any moisture in some of the, especially if they're like a Kamado style and you don't want to get that moisture on that ceramic or inside. Correct. Yeah. Well, you know, a thing that they came out with, I think four or five years ago, uh, I think is really cool, is what's that flame for thing called? They can do hardwood charcoal. It's a loof lighter? Yeah, loof lighter. Yeah, these things are cool. You plug it in, and you, know, you can fire up your uh, hardwood lump charcoal, 
your wood for your pizza oven or whatever you're doing really fast rather than rely on, you know, those, what are they called, match light sticks? Right. You know, you obviously don't want to use fuel to get the thing going. Well, and if they're a, if they're a, uh, a charcoal griller, you know, a good fresh chimney sometimes is a good thing for them. Absolutely. You know. The other one is uh, uh, thermometers, temperatures yeah. uh, sensing units. So we've got uh, Thermoworks and a couple other different brands as well. But uh, you can activate a lot of this stuff. You can work from your phone now. Um, so you don't have to sit there and babysit these things. Yeah, I some people sent me a couple to test this year. And they've got the probes and they're actually a digital display. They're offset. They're not connected with the machine, but you can lock it into your phone. You can be on the other side of the house and it says, you know, your temperature's dropping. It's... Uh, down to 200 and you really wanted it to you know 225 or whatever you're doing and you can check it out that way it just kind of beeps and tells you yeah. and if they already have that type of unit some of these um specifically to what andy was speaking of the uh, kamado style right there's a little fan assemblies you can put in there so now you can actually manage your temperature via an electronic fan on that bottom vent isn't that amazing it's pretty darn cool yeah you know i've circled back on the thermometer thing too and i remember this because I used to have all the you know big Super Bowl parties, right. sports parties, and guess what? I never saw the game, so because I was always babysitting the barbecue. Right. So with those thermometers, you can read on your you know your smartphone or whatever it is, um, kind of gets you to you know not stay married to the barbecue and enjoy the party. That's one of the things I've noticed over the years that when you do have a big soiree, and you've got of course right now it's the numbers are smaller because of covid and all that but still you've got to go out and check this stuff and you kind of do you get married to whatever you're cooking on and i don't care if it's grass charcoal wood you know laser focused i don't care you still got to be out there and active with that and check it and you do miss the game or well, a good know, part of it i found out and they used to have pretty large you know get togethers that you're married to the grill you're paying for most everything you're having to clean up everything. You're having to babysit everybody. So, you know, in the last I think, three or four years, it's just me and my dogs, Andy and Wyatt, and uh, me. And they're not hard to babysit. No, Wyatt doesn't like you anyway, so it's okay. I mean, I, I've seen that. Wasn't that at the uh, Correctional Institution in Texas you used to do that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Just, just, you know, we want to be transparent about everything here, Chris. Um and before we go to break here, we've got about a minute and a half. What about rubs? We were talking off the uh, before we started the show, and you were talking about people, you know, picking up pellets, and then you asked them how their rub supply is and stuff. There's a gazillion rubs out there. Now. There's a difference with us is we actually use these things. Yeah. So if you come in and you and we, this happens often, is that what's a good rub? Well, what are you cooking? And and then take it from there. We all have our favorites. We agree on some of them, not all of them. But uh, even if you just break it down, pork, chicken, beef, whatever, we right. can get you down that path. Um, we do tend to uh, have some of them open so you can sample them. That kind of rotates a little bit, too. We keep the, a, a pretty good core, but we're always trying new ones. So if you can't find something with us, you're really not trying. What's your favorite? Uh, <laughs> what are we cooking? So that, Okay, let's <laughs> just say uh, ribs. So if we're doing ribs, there's a hog waller from uh, Suckle Busters, uh -huh. a honey hog from Meat Church. There's half a dozen good ones out there. Cosmo does a fun job on some different stuff. Yeah, Matt down at Meat Church, he's done a really good job. With he's this super stuff. guy. He he's done a really really good job. What's your favorite there, Andrew? Uh, you know what? I haven't experienced enough of them. You know, Chris recommended what was that one? The uh, for Thanksgiving? No, no, the one before that. I've got the ghost or 
Oh, uh, the Holy Voodoo. Yeah, Holy Voodoo. That was really good. That's but another meat church product. Yeah. Seems like once every other week I go in there and they have such a selection of good stuff. And these guys really know their stuff. I mean, absolutely. Right. They they use the product. They kind of filter out what's good and bad. And uh, you know, even the other day I bought this pinto bean spice and made it in my crock pot and I just you know dried pinto beans. Turned out fantastic. That's why Wyatt doesn't like you. Anyway, we're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We'll be back. You're listening to The Nation on the Sun Radio Network. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, welcome back to uh, Barbecue Nation here on the Sun Radio Networks. I'm JT. We've got Andy Black and Chris Snodder with us today from the Grill Center in Beaverton, Oregon. It's a great store. If you live here in the uh, Portland metropolitan area, check it out. It's uh, you're kind of like off hall over there. We are. So it's uh, Andy's going to write the address down for me here. Either that or is. Social Security number. It's um, Grillworks. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to email us, it's info at cowboycook.com. Or if you want to do more directly, you can just go to barbecuenationjt.com, our website, and you can get me a message directly there. Don't forget, we're on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Pandora, I think 17 different platforms after the show airs on the network across the United States. So let's get back to talking Christmas here. Um, you know, buying a grill is a big decision, Chris. I mean, it, truly it is, especially if you're going to go for one, not like from the big box stores, which I know you guys don't sell, but because they're, you know, $2.99, $3.99, they'll last you a year or two, maybe if you're lucky, and then, you know, you're going to be shopping for another one. And maybe that's what fits in your budget or where you're living at the time. But when you're out there and you finally decide that you want to get something really nice that's going to last you for a while, what should people be thinking about when they go to buy those? First of all, what you intend to do with it. So how you're going to cook, right? Yeah. And a lot of people will come in, they really have no idea if they want gas, charcoal, or a pellet. In fact, some don't even consider charcoal, which is a really popular unit right now. Sure. So we like to ask the questions, spend the time, figure out what they like to cook. I mean, if they're going to be doing primarily pizzas we're going to talk about a you know probably not a gas grill as much as the other two options so. yeah well it, that makes sense and one of the things of course the northwest is known for pellet grills they kind of got their start up here really you know years ago with the traeger folks and all that started in a barn i might add being an old horse guy um and they've obviously grown and they've been sold a couple times and, and all that but out of all the pellet grills that are out there um, which are your most popular brands and which ones do you guys use? So we, I think, uh, among the group, we cook on, I think, all of them. Uh, we have one version or another at home. Um, Traeger's clearly going to be our, our best-selling unit. They've got the best recognition out there. Sure. Um, they've been really savvy in the last few years on uh, what it is they're trying to achieve. and uh, They've just got great options for us. Uh, in addition to Traeger, we also carry Green Mountain, mm -hmm. uh, another good grill. It's yeah, got Northwest brand. Roots. Um, and uh, Broil King is one that we have as well that we brought in. Uh, they uh, seems to be doing pretty well with. 
Um, and then as you want to go up in that lineup, we can get you, we have carry the Twin Eagles as well. So, and that'll do literally everything for you. Yeah. So we can hit all those price points. We just want to match you up with what you're doing. Andy, you put together a lot of outdoor kitchens. Mm-hmm. When you're, is our proper grammar here, are pellet grills a serious consideration for outdoor kitchens? I mean, we're talking about permanently built kitchens or is you kind of stick to charcoal and gas? Well, no, you know, Chris just mentioned this a little while ago, but Twin Eagles stepped up a couple of years ago and built this pellet grill and does charcoal too, I believe, and kind of does everything. Right. And those come in a built-in version. So the challenge with the pellet grills have been they're all on carts. So, which isn't a bad thing because leaving that isolated away from the house and away from everything sure. causes a lot of smoke. It's not a bad idea to have it on a cart, but uh, I think companies are stepping up right now and doing the built-in versions. Um, there's another one out there that's been around for a while, but uh, but finally I think they're recognizing that that's a player out there. So, which one do you do you go with? Well, you got to ask, you know, the right questions to customers and see what they want and, you know, what they can afford or what they want yeah. to put into it's probably a better way of putting into it. So um, let me ask you this. Is there more maintenance to a pellet grill? Because you don't want those pellets to get damp. You know, you can't just kind of leave it out there and somebody leaves the lid open, so to speak, and then you got kind of a... Well, Chris could back this up, and he's kind of a repair guy, too. Yeah. You know, he's the uh, MacGyver at our place. Um, <laughs> You can take a grill and disassemble it and put it back together and make it, you know, work again. And I believe the problem with pellets is, and you nailed it, is that if moisture gets into the, I don't know, what holds the pellets. The bin, yeah. um, They swell up and it can affect the auger and other things. Is that right? That would be correct. A little general care, though, you'll generally be okay. Um, If you get the lid down on the hopper and stuff like that, personally, I'm, I'm using mine enough that... I never have an issue with that. We don't see too much of that trouble anymore. Uh, it used to be a lot more prominent years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you still get people that'll, you know, they don't do anything with their grill for a year and a half. They go out there and, yeah, it's expected to fire up. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. But uh, Kind of like your lawnmower. Kind of like your lawnmower. Well, the one thing I've found over the years of using a pellet grill is just out of practicality. And I talked about this on a show the other day. First thing I did is I took my old shop vac and bought a new shop vac and kept my old shop vac to clean my grills with because you're going to get grease on them and ash and all kinds of stuff second thing with my pellet grill was always important to clean out that little fire pot keep that out and uh, kind of vacuum out some of the pellets at the end of the auger and some things like that keep the grease out of it just normal maintenance like you said that way when you go out and fire it up it will fire up 99 out of 100 times you know if it doesn't then there's probably something wrong with the the board or the igniter or something but most of the time it will but i hear stories all the time and i'm sure you hear more than i do about people going out there and all of a sudden they haven't touched it for a while or the last time they used it was uh in the middle of july and now it's december and they want it to work and it doesn't fire but it keeps auger keeps dumping pellets in the pot or you know we've seen all that stuff and it is just a a little basic maintenance but i i do have a separate little 29 dollar shop vac for my grills yeah they don't cost a lot of money and they'll save you a lot of heartache um i think all the grills we carry now give you a hopper clean out on the bottom of it so if you do know you're not going to use it for a while you can drain those pellets into a bucket yeah yeah 
How do you get the ones if there's some in the auger? You just turn it on, let it rotate down. To I've it. actually run it and just rotate it through. If I know I'm going to store it for a while, I'll okay. run it dry. Yeah, that seems to be the best one. All right, we're going to come back with Chris and Andy just a minute here on Barbecue Nation. Um, your Christmas shopping for the barbecuer in your life. We'll be right back. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the Sun Radio Networks. I'm JT. Uh, we've got Andy and Chris today from... The Grill Works or Grill Works Supply. You got you sent me several names, so Grill Works Supply Company is what we're actually called. Okay, good. Thank you, Chris. Uh, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef uh, that you can count on for consistency and quality in every bite. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef, and also Gunter Wilhelm Knives for a very efficient knives in the kitchen. Check out GunterWilhelmKnives.com. All right. So I guess the first thing is, what do you want for Christmas? Oh geez, that's a so I wasn't ready for that one at all. <laughs> uh, quite frankly, uh, probably some cycling pants. Where to go? Yeah, he's a big bicyclist. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell when he was walking down the hallway in front of me there that he was he was athletic, unlike us two guys. Yeah. Well, so what do you want? You want to meet me in the parking lot for a rib roast or something? No. Well, it's not going to happen this year. I'm just telling you. So everybody in the world hears it. I'm not real picky. If I get something, I like it, and I don't complain. But. Uh... Yeah, a bunch of barbecued meat would be great. Yeah. Some rubs and spices that you use during the year, that'd be great. Um, nothing too fancy. All right. So uh, when we're talking about gas grills, I think some people um, get a little confused, Chris. You, you know, if you go to a big box store and a guy that doesn't deal with barbecue all the time, he just goes out there and says, yeah, here's our brand X. And they're normally name brands, but they're the lower end built special for big box. Am I correct in that? I would agree with that. Okay. So they go out there and they say, well, this has got uh, two burners or it's three burners and it gets up to 8,000 BTUs and they kind of lay all this stuff out there. What are some things people, if they are looking about really upgrading their gas grill for Christmas, what should they really be concerned about? As far as the mechanics and stuff of it. Sure. You're going to hear that BTUs thrown around a lot. And people come in thinking that they want something with the highest number of BTUs on right. it. Anybody can make something that'll burn hot, right? But uh, you find out what they're cooking. If they're going to be doing the lower, slower type stuff, even on those gas grills, you're going to want a, a burner that's going to give you some variations. So something that'll hit the lows and hold the lows and get the highs, but still get those in-between mediums as well. Um, which is what we do. So we can show you the differences in the burners. Uh, we have, and going back to price points, we have grills starting at lower price points as well, but sure, with uh, a lot more value in, involved with it. Um, 
So if you're looking at uh, uh, burners, that's one thing. Ease of cleaning is something people tend to forget about. Is, is you want to make sure you can get in there and clean it because we do want you to clean them. Yeah. That's going to be better. And then, uh, you know, just simple things like the type of grates. Do you want cast iron? Do you want stainless? Uh, what's the amount of care you're willing to throw at it? Stainless is easier to maintain. Right. Cast iron is going to give you those nicer sear marks and hold that heat better. The one thing that, you know, I'm I'm kind of an old hillbilly, so and I freely admit that, but... I just pull the grates off my um, my gas grill, and I go. I've got a nail hanging on a tree, and I just take it there and I pressure wash them, and it works really good. And I'm done in five minutes. Great idea. You know, the other thing I've always told people is if you if you can't do something like that, put them on a a tarp or something in the back of your car. Take them to the the drive through car wash. The ones where you, with the pressure washer guns where you do it yourself, hang them up where you do the mats and you can do the same thing. And then you don't get any grease on the ground at your house. We actually have a product from Traeger. It's a cleaning spray that's all food safe. Is it's it? like clove oil and, and non-chlorinated water and garlic juice. I don't know, it's crazy stuff in there, but it's very effective. And what I found is if you just even take a garbage bag, put them in a, a trash bag, spray mm-hmm. them with that, let them sit about an hour, come back, you can brush most of that off. Oh, cool. And then you can literally throw it right in the grill if you wanted to. Don't cook on it right away, burn that off, but yeah. it's food safe. Well, I like doing the pressure washer because it makes noise. And with, yeah. my, with my headset on, nobody will bother me. So that's what I I have the most fun. One thing I wanted to talk about there, the, when you're talking about gas grills, a lot of them now, and it's it's been very popular the last few years, and some of them, I think, just from an outsider's perspective, they get a touch carried away, perhaps, with these searing stations in them. The average person probably doesn't need to get their searing station up to 700 degrees if they're not a really good cook. I'm just going to take you from the food perspective because um, I can sear on on you know, my gas grill there, I don't use it all the time. I use, I use the other stuff, pellets and charcoal and stuff. But my point is to me, that's a factor that if you're real serious about cooking, that's a good thing to have. If you're the average burger flipper, not sure you really need that. So we, we do a lot of uh, sear burners on different gas grills. Napoleon uh-huh. does a really cool thing where they actually have the sear burner mounted on the side shelf. So it's not under the hood. Yeah. Um, what we see a lot of people doing is if uh, we see a lot more people that'll have a pellet grill and a gas grill, right? They're using the gas grill for the quick, easy flip burgers and dogs, like you say. Um, but we also, those sear burners will get up 1400 degrees. And, and to your point, yeah, most people don't know how to cook with that. Yeah. But uh, what we see a lot of, and what I like to do is uh, if you smoke those steaks on the Traeger 225 and then pull them at about 100 degrees or whatever, and then a quick sear at that high heat just to seal that in. Yep. Works very well. Yeah, it does. It does. What you don't want to do is put one of those babies, a nice, you know, $25 T-bone or something on the sear station and no. take a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> or, or scallops, right? <laughs> yeah. It is. Scallop, that's another one. Yeah, scallops. Because you won't have to worry about them sticking because there won't be anything no. left to, to stick. Um, and some of the, a lot of the the... The gas grills have a rotisserie function. Some of it you can add to it. Some of it's built in. Uh, is that important? I it, mean, it is, and I'll tell you why. The rotisserie itself. It, I think people have in their mind that they're going to do a chicken. If that's what you're thinking is on a rotisserie, you're you're not thinking big enough. First of all, Costco does those real effectively for cheap, right? And there's yeah, no mess. Four ninety nine or whatever they. It's sell hard for. to do a bird on a rotisserie, and and when you're dealing with the mess and everything else, you, you probably won't do it twice. But they're very good. 
Um, now, what Napoleon has is they have a big basket that mounts right on that spit. Mm-hmm. So if you have smaller items, even like chicken wings, but if you put pieces of vegetables in there and things like that, it'll tumble those. It's got little fins inside like a dryer wood, so it keeps that stuff moving around, yep. and it'll slowly base it against that rear burner. So when you're adding features like that to the rotisserie, suddenly it becomes a real practical thing. And I have a client in a season, Lake Oswego. He's got the Broil King, and those will get up to 600 degrees. And uh, he fabricated a cool little basket. He's roasting his own coffee on his rotisserie. Oh, well, there you go. So pretty cool options that have. I never thought of roasting coffee on it. I haven't tried it. It sounds intriguing. Yeah. Now, as far as gifts go, too, and, and you kind of led me to this, Chris, there are tons of little stainless steel baskets. Yes. Uh, various sizes, various brands. I've got a stack of them at home. Some of them, now, it's you know, we're empty nesters. Uh, so I don't need a great big basket. It's a smaller one. If we're entertaining, I use one of the bigger ones. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like that. Um, kind of knock out a few price points for those and tell people why perhaps they should have one. Depending on what you're cooking. Again, we have different sizes, um, different shapes as well. Some of them are shaped like a square walk. So then Mm -hmm. you're going to be specifically on a gas grill. If you're going to be out there kind of tossing the stuff around and things like that. And for the most part, you're going to range between 20, 30 bucks on those. Um, different sizes, different shapes, some yeah. flat, uh, and they're handy. Uh, the other thing we have, which has been really popular, is a, is a silicone mesh. Um, it's flexible, and they're good to 500 degrees, so they're really well-suited to work on a pellet grill. Um, and if I'm doing, like, pork belly burn ends and stuff like that, it's super nice because they won't fall through the grate. And when I'm, I can pick up that mat, kind of fold it in a tube and pour it into a bowl and stuff like that. And they go right, right in the dishwasher. Right. And those run about 10 bucks. So And they're great. They're fantastic. They're just, just great. So when you're building an outdoor kitchen there, Sunshine, do you recommend all these products to them or do you just stay silent? Well, I have a process. So what I do is, I mean, everyone had seen, not everyone, but a lot of them come in and they empower themselves on the internet to get an education right. and tell me what they want. So... I try and erase that out of their brain, and sometimes I can, but I try and say, hey, our first meeting is just presenting the possibilities. This is what this does, this is what that does, blah, blah, blah. And then I let it marinate for a couple days and get back with them and say, hey, did you decide what you want? And then I go on to a site visit and then put budget check together for them. There you so, go. So I don't like to pick out stuff. It's, it's really about that 80-20 rule, or maybe 90-10 is... Let them do the talking. Just ask the questions and let them elaborate on it. And then they'll tell you what they want. But I don't like when people say, I'm certain I want this. I'm certain I want that. Because it's not what they really want. They're just going off of what they learned on the Internet. Typically. Well, that was kind of led me to my next question. <clears throat> and this actually goes to both of you. Um, what if they come and explain it to you? Like in your case, you've seen the, you've been out, you've done a little site check, Chris. They come in the store and say, I want this and this and this. But what they're looking at won't get it done. It's not, it's really not feasible, especially when you're building uh, an outdoor kitchen mm-hmm. and they want, you know, they want to do maybe some more elaborate things like that, but maybe it's a uh, an area constriction <clears throat> or, <clears throat> excuse me, or a power and water constriction, whatever it is. How do you, how do you deal with that? How do you, well, let's go to Chris first. How do you do that? They come in, they say, okay, I got my list and I want this, this, and this, because this is what I'm going to do. And you look at them and say, that's probably not going to do it for you. How do you flip them to get them thinking the right way? 
Again, you're asking the questions, find out what they're cooking. Why, why do you think you need a 60-inch wide grill if you're only going to have five people over? Right. right. So twice a year we have 10 people over. So start explaining, you know, yeah. what their need, what they think their needs are to what their needs actually are. Uh, the other thing is, is a lot of times people come in on the built-in, what I found is they have a general idea. Um, they don't know how to make it work. So when I get them, generally what I'm going to do is try to pin it down to what type of uh, fuel are we going to be using? What 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 are your dreams? You want the cabinetry underneath. I'm going to get a good general idea. It's going to get kicked over to Andy. Andy's going to be doing the little finesse stuff on the design side sure. of things. And I see him probably every morning. So before he's even seen the customer, he's got a general idea, at least a heads up that he's going to get a phone call. And this is kind of what I think they're looking at. And it's not uncommon for him to come back and say, well, you were wrong. It's absolutely not what we're doing here. At the end, it's kind of a mission between. Um, sure. Seems to be working so far. Oh, he, yeah. he hasn't screwed anything up too bad for me. So It's early. It's early. <laughs> it is early. There you go. We're going to take another break here on Barbecue Nation. We'll be back with Andy and Chris from Grill Work Supply in Beaverton, Oregon, right after this. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Uh, Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. We've got, um, who are you guys anyway? God, I just don't know. We've got Andy Black and, and Chris Snodder from, uh, what's the company? Chris? Grillworks Supply Company. I know. I'm just making him go crazy. Boy, he's over. twitching. Isn't he? I know. He's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Um, so we were talking about gas grills and setting up outdoor kitchens and, and that type of thing. What about the tailgaters? We didn't talk about tailgaters. Now, we haven't had much tailgating this year because of, you know, uh, he who must not be named but um that will come back and i know i think it was i think it was in um uh, your store that i saw a miniature kamado joe uh tailgate it was charcoal it was like that and uh do you have other things for tailgaters we've got all sorts of things i think i cover every category on that uh big uh big green egg does a little tiny tailgater style yeah. kamado uh Kamado Joe does a Joe Jr. Again, yeah. little tailgater. Those are heavy, a little difficult to move around, but very, very good cookers. Um, PK Grills, which is uh, one of our favorites, cast aluminum. They make a uh, little go version, so you can take their little charcoal grill, set it on that, mm-hmm. and those give you the ability to do indirect cooking and stuff. Those have been real popular. Um, Traeger makes a couple of different versions of a pellet grill that are portable. The Ranger and the Scout. Um and then uh, Green Mountain Grills actually makes a really slick pellet grill. They're uh, Davy Crockett. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a little tiny little pellet grill. That thing will get to 550 degrees. Uh, we do real well with those. And then uh, as far as gas goes, we carry the Weber Qs, of course. Um, and then uh, we have, a, for the next level up, we get people, will, the snowbirds, that end up uh, living down south, and they take they pick these up and cook with them real regularly. It's a uh, it's a gas grill, but it's a Blaze Pro. It's got a very robust burner in it. It's very heavy duty. It's all stainless steel. Most of it's covered, lifetime warranty. Puts out the power. Does get those nice low temperatures as well. Mm-hmm. Heavy. Um, 
and uh, that's going to be on the higher end of stuff. You're going to be uh, seven hundred dollars on that ish. Sure. And, uh, but uh, so we cover all the bases on that. I like that you got the condo commandos covered on that. Oh, we do. <laughs> yeah, matching uh, white belts and shoes. That's Andy's crew. <laughs> Hey, you know, but Chris is correct. You know, most, if not all, the manufacturers that I've noticed through the years, they've addressed this, that they need something portable. You know, and tailgating comes from usually football games and right. things like that. But it goes to camping, you know, going yeah. to the beach. I mean, it's a lot of other things. It's, it's just a portable grill. So it can have, you know, multiple uses out there. Well, we do so much outdoor stuff here in the Northwest, hunting and fishing. Um you know, a crabbing, whatever, that it makes sense to have those portable units. I mean, I've got a little propane stove. It's got it's got two grills on it. I, it's old. But for like, you can put a griddle on it. You can put a pot on it. If you're going to cook crabs, you can do whatever you need to do on it. Don't look at that clock. There's nothing, there's no clocks in these studios that, that match. That, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> you caught my surprise. Yeah. But I, I, you know, that's really important, especially for the outdoors folks. And what you were talking about, some of those just a second ago, makes sense for the guys that want to, they go, you know, they pack in or they, they set up a camp to go elk hunting or whatever. They've still, they've got something they can use there. Yes? No? Absolutely. We've got those. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I think that's really good because um, the one thing I caution people about is check your venue. I did a lot of tailgating parties uh, at a thing called the Quack Shack for another media company down at, at Autzen. And you have, there, some venues will let you use charcoal, some will not. Um, just because it takes a while to burn out clean up they don't want it hot coals dumped on the ground you know you don't want to put hot hot coals even if they're in the the container the cooker whatever in the back of your car that's probably not a good idea at least once a year somebody down south catches their car on fire for not paying attention so that's the only word of caution i have for those guys is to do that um all right so we've done all that so what about something as simple as stocking stuffers i know we talked about rubs and that but what about things like mitts hooks tongs uh you know those are not things that uh people are normally without but maybe if you're observing your husband or your dad or your uncle or whomever theirs might be a little gnarly looking at this point what can you guys do for those We'll have them as individual pieces if we're talking about uh, uh, accessories, spatulas, tongs, things yeah. like that. We can get them individually. We also have some pretty nice little kits. Um, something we're seeing a lot more of and uh, a lot of uh, interest in is cutting boards. Yeah. We've got a whole bunch of different cutting boards, uh, different options on that. We do have different knives available as well. Um, the other thing that uh, we have, the pizza peels, the big peel you get to pull your pizzas right. out of the oven. I've right. got a bunch of different options on those and they're fun. They're cool. And they work. You know, you can even play badminton with those. I've done it in my kitchen. Pickleball. You bet. Yeah. 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 That works out really well. What about you over there, Black Feather? Hey, well, you know, JT, and you'll attest to this, but you know, the first time I walked into the real works before I started working for them, I was just wowed at all the choices for everything. You know, right. The rubs, the sauces, um, you know, the accessories, the level of grills from entry level, you know, good quality to, you know, top notch stuff. And um, if, if you're like a, it's like a kid in a candy store type of thing going in there if you like grilling. Um, if you don't find something, 
every you know different every time you go in there that you like um you will when you come back next time so oh absolutely yeah. and you said we were talking off the air chris you were talking about like pellets um it seems like almost every manufacturer that makes a pellet grill now makes their own pellets and there's I can tell you because I've used a lot of different brands of pellets. Some of them are really good. Some of them are iffy. Um, they fall apart. You know, they don't hold. But uh, what are your recommendations on pellets? So we don't branch out too far on that. We stick with what we know works. And uh, so right now on the floor, I've got uh, Traeger, of course. Uh, Green Mountain makes a solid pellet. Right. They give us four different blends. We use those as well. And then Broil King. Um, they make a little bit smaller diameter pellet. It feeds a little better in some different grills. So mm -hmm. we have those as well. Good. What do you like to use personally? Uh, personally, right now I'm cooking with a Broil King, so I'm sticking with the Broil King pellets. Good. But good. Uh, Traeger, I use all the other ones as well. Yeah, there's some good ones. There's a new product coming up out of California. They were on the show about a month and a half ago uh, called Naughty Wood, and it's almond. Uh, the guy's name is Spencer Defley, and he's got um, his regular work is managing almond uh, fields trees you know like that and so when they take the almond trees out because they rotate them just like they do filbert trees and stuff and they trim them and all that he got the contracts because he had the maintenance contracts for the orchards he's got he gets the wood now he built his own pellet processing plant because he didn't want them to get mixed up with anything else that's a good, that's going to be a product to look out for on the market coming you up told me about that. yeah they're very good um they're very they burn very clean and there's always some ash with it. When I say burn clean, I mean, it's not like you're going to look in your fire pot and there's, you know, no ash in there. That's just not feasible. All right. Well, we wish you all a Merry Christmas. Guys, I wish you a Merry Christmas. And I hope your holidays are very enjoyable. I hope you get your new uh, spandex pants there, Chris. Uh, probably not going spandex, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about those. And Andy, I hope you get... Not bit from Wyatt. Anyway, we'll be back next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation. Uh, wish you all out there a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, we'll see you next week. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved. <laughs>